You're listening to Language Cast's football podcast. Welcome back. This is week 21. I hope you had a good time over the festive season. How about you, Damien? Uh, yeah, Damon, I did. Uh, all go well for you? Uh, not bad, not bad. Um, on today's show, we've got a slightly different format. Instead of our regular good, the bad, the ugly, we've asked some football fans for their team's good, the bad, the ugly. That's right, they'll be looking back at their uh, season's performance so far. Yep, and then I believe you have a, a piece on... Yeah, we're going to review the uh, footballing year 2007, look back at some of the highs and the lows. The highs and the lows, yes. And of course, we've got English for football... Box pops and predictions. Talk to a languagecaster.com. Now, as Damon mentioned earlier, we're going to have some football fans look back at the good, the bad, and the ugly of their respective teams. Okay, it's Christmas. Uh, a look back at the season is uh, in order. Chelsea, the mm. good, the bad, the ugly for your team. What do you reckon, Sam? The good yeah. is that after the trauma of uh, Mourinho's sudden departure, uh, Chelsea survived. They, and quite remarkably, with the injuries, they're still up there. I don't think they'll win the league, but they survived, and so they're still in with a shout. Uh-huh. Um, the bad yeah. is that uh, we've had a lot of bad injuries to very key players, um, Drogba being the main one. Um, and also, the, for me, the Chelsea, I think, have lost the fear factor. They used to scare the living daylights out of the opposition mm. before they went on the pitch. And I think that Man U and Arsenal, and to a certain degree Liverpool, might not be so fearful of Chelsea anymore. And that is a big psychological thing at mm-hmm. the top of the league. Mm-hmm. And the ugly is, yeah. is just this constant haranguing of referees, Chelsea, led by Terry. Um, it starts to annoy a lot of Chelsea supporters. So it all has a knock-on factor, which gives us a bad image. It's with Rooney, it's Tevez, it's 3-1, and it's an absolutely sensational goal. What an understanding developing between these two, Wayne Rooney and Carlos Tevez. Um, there's a lot of good things so far, um, most notably um, how well the new signings have slotted in. Mm. Um, Tevez, Anderson, Hargreaves, these guys have all done fantastically well. Mm. And I was a little bit sceptical about whether Tevez would slot, slot in so well, but he's been fantastic. Um, so we're very happy about that. The start of the season has been great, especially the, um, the win at Anfield. And uh, you can't really complain about the draw at uh, the Emirates either. How about the bad? Well, I was a bit disappointed with the uh, Carling Cup loss. Um, Of course, it wasn't the first team that played, but it was all the kids and things, which um, the club have a lot of hopes for. And especially with um, how well Arsenal's kids are doing, I was a bit disappointed with how we did there. And uh, ugly? Paul Scholes and Carlos Tevez. Brilliant Mascarano. Fernando Torres. Still Torres. The good has to be Torres and how he's blended in with the team immediately. Um, there were some question marks, you know, players coming over from Spain, struggling to fit in. We had experience with Morientes before, who had a season and didn't really do anything for us. But Torres, uh, I think the, the game against Chelsea back in August, he really showed what he could do. And um, he hasn't played as regularly as I would like, but he uh, he's, he's, a, he's a keeper. We're going to have a few good seasons out of him, I should think. All right, how about bad? 
bad, um, well, we've had a few bad injuries that have actually quite affected the shape of the team. Um, I think Aga has been a real loss for us. Um, we've had to defend quite deep without him because we've lacked his pace. And that's meant that we haven't scored that many goals against teams we should have scored. And uh, that has left us with a few points to climb if we're ever going to get back to the top of the table. Okay, and ugly. Well, the ugly, I would say, is the realization of what actually having American owners is all about. So I think I was, like a lot of other fans, quite happy for the money and the, the idea of a new stadium. But in the last month or so, when um, there was this dispute between Benitez and the owners, and there was some suggestion that the owners could just fire him straight out without really consulting the fans, and they have a different set of priorities. Um, to what most fans with and to what the previous owner, uh, David Moore, was interested in. So it's kind of the actual reality of what it means. We don't really know. Vous écoutez languagecaster.com. Yeah, it's certainly true that a lot of Liverpool fans uh, were a little bit uncertain about the new owners, as Tim mentioned. And of course, a new year beckons. We're going to be uh, crossing over into 2008 very soon. A lot of uncertainty there. But now with one more look back at 2007, here's Damien. Kaká has just been named the best player of 2007 for his performances for AC Milan during the past year. But in this Languagecaster review of 2007, we hope to remind you of some of the other teams, moments and personalities of the past 12 months. In England, the Big Four continued to dominate with Chelsea winning the Carling Cup in March in a tumultuous game against their London rivals, Arsenal. Indeed, at one stage, the Blues looked as if they might win an unprecedented quadruple. But after losing to Liverpool in the Champions League semi-final, they only ended up with a cup double after winning the first FA Cup final at the new Wembley Stadium against Manchester United in May. So Alex Ferguson's Reds had been thwarted from winning the double in that final having already won the Premier League for the first time in four years, with Cristiano Ronaldo dominating the league and winning the English Player of the Year award. This season has seen little change at the top, as the Big Four dominate again, though Arsenal look as if they will push United all the way. Spain's La Liga saw one of the most exciting title races in recent times, as Real Madrid, Barcelona and Sevilla were all battling to win the league. It went down to the wire on the last day of the season, with Fabio Capello's Madrid eventually winning the three-horse race. Inter 
ran away with the Serie A title in Italy as their rivals were unable to recover from the Calciopoli scandal. And though this year's title race in Italy is a much tighter affair, Roberto Mancini's team yet again lead the Scudetto at Christmas. Close it. Tor. Erstes Tor for Luca Toni. With Bayern Munich struggling last season, the Bundesliga also proved to be an exciting affair, with Stuttgart winning the championship on the final day of the season to deny Schalke the chance of their first German title, remaining the nearly men of German football. This season has seen another exciting race, and this time with a resurgent Bayern battling with Bremen and Hamburg for the title. In other European leagues, there was more of the same, as Celtic won their second title in a row in Scotland, Porto their third in Portugal, and amazingly, Lyon won their sixth French title in a row. Unsurprisingly, all three of these teams are top of their country's table at the halfway mark this season again. European competitions. Sevilla repeated their UEFA Cup triumph in beating fellow Spanish team Espanyol in the final. While in the Champions League, we saw a repeat of the 2005 final between AC Milan and Liverpool. Reasonably comfortably, and might add to it here with Inzaghi again. That might just make them kings of Europe for a seventh time. Two for Football Inzaghi. Japan, Ural Reds were unable to win their second J-League crown in a row as Antlers came with a nine-match winning streak to pip them at the post, though the Reds did manage to become Asian club champions for the first time in their history. Congratulations too to Etoile Soleil from Tunisia, Pachuca from Mexico and Argentina's Boca Juniors for winning their respective continental championships. Though Boca were unable to win their own domestic league, as this honour went to little Lanús for the first time. Sao Paulo were Brazilian champions, but perhaps the biggest story in that country was the fact that former winners Corinthians were relegated for the first time in the club's history. In the MLS, New York lost their third final in a row, this time to Dallas, but the biggest story there was all about this man. Now reaching a crescendo as David Beckham prepares to step over the white line for the first time as an LA Galaxy player. The jury is still out on whether Beckham's impact was a positive one, but it cannot be denied that he still is a huge draw wherever he goes. Other personalities to make the news this year, including Jose Mourinho, being sacked from Chelsea, an unthinkable prospect this time last year. Steve McLaren was also fired for his lamentable performances as the England manager, while his predecessor, Sven-Goran Eriksson, has reinvented himself as a very successful Manchester City manager. The Argentinian striker, Carlos Tevez, 
was at the centre of a storm at the end of last season as he helped West Ham to survive in the Premier League. Other clubs, most notably Sheffield United, were not convinced that he was legally entitled to play for the club, however. With no Euro 2008 qualifying section was completed with few surprises as all the big teams made it to Austria-Switzerland for next summer's finals. Actually, there was one surprise as England failed to reach the major final for the first time since 1994. Outplayed, outthought, outclassed and out of the competition was how one critic described them. German troops have triumphed again here in Shanghai and they become the first team in history to retain the Women's World Cup. No surprises in the Women's World Cup in September as the dominant Germans won their second trophy in a row as they stormed to victory without conceding a goal. No surprises either in the Copa America in August as Argentina and Brazil met in the final. Few would have predicted such a comfortable 3-0 victory for the Brazilians. One result which almost nobody would have predicted at the start of 2007 and one that I feel makes it as the moment of the footballing year was the 1-0 victory for Iraq over Saudi Arabia in the Asian Cup final in August. The country torn apart by civil war and the football infrastructure in tatters the team won the competition for the first time in its history. Kaká may have been the best player of the year, but undoubtedly the best team performance and surprise package of 2007 was the Iraqi football team. Yep, it certainly was an action-packed year, wasn't it? Um, and on this Vox Pops, uh, we would like you to decide what your best moment of the year was. We've put some ideas up, uh, five or six of them. We'd like you to come to www.languagecaster.com and choose your best moment. Of course, if you think you have a better moment, please leave a comment and let us know. Also remember, yes, we've got some uh, worksheets. Uh, we've got some uh, transcripts from uh, the reports that we do. Uh, for learners of uh, English as well as uh, online quizzes and crosswords. Yep, lots for you to uh, download. Now next up we've got Damon with English for Football. This week's English for Football is thick and fast. When someone says things are coming thick and fast, they mean that a lot of things are happening at the same time. There is a feeling that too much is happening and it is hard to cope. In football, 
you could say that the shots came thick and fast, or the games are coming thick and fast. In England, the Christmas and New Year season is a time when a lot of games are played. At this time of year, the games come thick and fast. You are listening to languagecaster.com Thanks, Damon. Uh, next up, we've got predictions and uh, lots of games in the Premier League this week. Okay, yeah, so let's start. We've got Birmingham hosting Fulham. Uh, yeah, Fulham in trouble. I think Birmingham are going to win this one and they'll win it 2 0. Yeah, I think Birmingham are also going to win this one, but uh, I can see it being 1 0. All right, now mm-hmm. Chelsea at home to Newcastle. Chelsea having their injury problems, but Newcastle can't buy a goal away from home. That's right. Uh, I'd like to think Newcastle could put one over Chelsea, but you just can't really see it, can you? 1 0 to Chelsea. I'm going to go for a 3 1 home victory. Okay. Uh, down on the south coast, Portsmouth against Middlesbrough. Haven't been so good at home, Portsmouth. What do you think? Um, I think this will be a 1-0 home victory, actually. Mm, I think they're going to win this one 2-1. What's happening? We're agreeing with That's each other. It's mad, isn't it? All right, it'll change, though. Sunderland-Bolton, I'm sure. Yeah, well, I think Bolton are going to uh, see Sunderland off. They're going to win this one 2-0. No way. Yeah, this they're is... too strong for Sunderland. No, no, no. no. This will be a 0-0 draw. Okay, and then Tottenham, your team. Uh, hosting Reading. Yeah, we played him in the cup as well um, a few days later, so it's going to be tricky. Um, I, I think we should win this one. We'll have enough to beat them. I think we'll win this one 2 0. Mm, yep, I think you will beat uh, Reading, but maybe maybe Reading will snatch a goal. I think it's going to be 2 1. Now, big games there on uh, December the 29th is West Ham Manchester United. Yeah, interesting, isn't it, this game? Sometimes West Ham can really pull a good game out the bag. Uh, but I just don't see it happening. I think Fergie's got his hand firmly on the tiller here. I think he's going to get his team through these tricky matches. They're going to win this one 2-1. This will be a 1-1 draw. Okay. Okay. Wigan and Aston Villa, what do you think? Ooh, Wigan and Aston Villa. Well, Wigan need the points definitely. Um, it's going to be 1-1. Um, I think Aston Villa will win this one 2-0 away. Okay. Another big, big game here. Everton, uh, Liverpool team there against Arsenal. Um, yeah, Everton at home. They've always caused Arsenal some trouble. I mm. think they'll continue to do so. And I think uh, Everton will win this one 2-1. Very, very close game this will be. Obviously, Everton, a very physical side, and Arsenal often complain about that. But recently, Arsenal have shown that they're no mugs either when it comes to uh, putting the boot in. Um, so it's a tough game. 1-1. Now, uh, moving on to January the 1st, New Year's Day. Arsenal play West Ham, big London derby. Um, Arsenal-West Ham playing again? It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, thick and fast these games are coming. They are. Um, I'm going to go for an Arsenal 1-0 home victory. No, West Ham are going to beat them 2-1. That would be interesting. That would be the second uh, season in a row if they did that. And your team finally get a game over Christmas and New Year. Yeah. That's Liverpool at home to Wigan. Yeah, derby here. Uh, I think Liverpool are going to win this one quite comfortably 2-0. I think this will be a 4-1 home victory. Okay. Alright. There you have it. I hope everybody's team out there does well. Yep, I enjoy all the football and we'll see you in 2008. See ya.